0: Their God is big, and I want to be on that great big God's side. And that's what the dare to believe is all about. Let's be on the great big God's side. Welcome to Bridges. I'm Monica Schmelter. I'm so glad that you could join us today. And I am so glad that all of you could come out to WHTN today on this rainy day and be a part of this taping. And we're going to talk today about what it takes to dare to believe. Now, you all know when people dare each other, sometimes it can get dangerous. Sometimes dares are all about getting out there and doing stuff we shouldn't be doing. But one of the favorite dares that I've ever seen was one that starts out with, I'll double dog dare you. Have you ever heard that? And the first time I remember hearing that was on the Christmas story movie with Ralphie. And Ralphie and his little friends were out there on a cold, snowy day around a frozen flagpole. And one of the brilliant children has the idea that maybe somebody should stick their tongue out (laughs) and put it on the frozen flagpole. And a kid says, Oh, that's stupid, because it is a stupid idea. And then he says, I double dog dare ya. And the kid still said it was stupid. And then it was, I'll triple dog dare ya. All bets were off. Kid sticks out his tongue, gets stuck to the uh, flagpole, and what happens? The school bell rings. And so all the kids that can run away, leaving the little boy that took the dare out there in the freezing cold, literally. So that was a fun dare, but that's not the kind of dare that we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the dare to believe that responds to God by faith, because when we act in faith to obey God's word, we get all kinds of beautiful rewards. And the rewards we're going to talk about today are mercy, promotion, and favor, And let's start out with first with Hebrews 11, and I will read verse 6 from the New Living Translation. And it's impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. So you see that scripture right there says he rewards those that sincerely seek him. So God knows the difference of when we're sincerely seeking him and when we're not. And we're going to talk about two women today who made the decision to dare to believe. Now, for those of you here in the studio audience, the two names you see on the notes are Rahab and Naomi. And what you call that is a typo, a typing mistake that Monica Schmelter made. It should say Rahab and Ruth. (laughs) Naomi is the very sad, distraught mother-in-law. So if you're watching by TV and you download the study guide that way, I'll have this all fixed up. But I just discovered this last night when I was getting ready and it was too late to print 30 more copies. So just cross out Naomi and put Ruth. So we're going to look at Rahab first. How many of you have heard of Rahab? What is the most common label that you hear put with her name? Harlot. Harlot. It's usually Rahab, comma, the harlot. And so that is true at one time in Rahab's life. But then there came another time in Rahab's life that she absolutely positively took the dare to believe and saw that the God of the universe was greater than anything and anybody. And that's where the dare to believe really starts. It's not looking at our circumstances. It's not looking at our past. It's looking at who God is and what he promises to all those who love him and sincerely seek him. So Rahab, if you study in the Bible, she lived in a really critical place to what was going on. The house that she lived in was actually in the city wall. So you would call that location, location, location. In the time that she was living and what was going on, For any military, for battles and things like that, her home was in a very critical place. Now, for those of you that know the story, you know that Rahab had the courage to hide the spies. And I think sometimes we kind of gloss right over that story. You know, Rahab, she hid these spies. She put them up on the roof and she let them down with a rope when it was time for them to go. She helped the people of God. Can you think about how scary it would be to have the enemies of your government knock on your door? I mean, if some spies came tonight to knock on your door, what would we think about that? How would we respond to that? We would be scared. You know we would be. She knew, you know, when they came to the door, she didn't know that they were coming. I don't know if she thought at first that maybe they were there for her business. I don't know what she thought. But we know at some point as she talks with them, as she converses, that she says to them, you know, everybody around here is afraid of you. The people are just melting with fear, she says in one translation, because you serve the Almighty God. Now, she's a smart lady, because even though people say Rahab the harlot, she's a businesswoman. She says to them, look, if I hide you, You've got, to, you've got to promise me something. Like, in other words, I want something in return for my trouble. And she says, so if I hide you, and if I tell people that I don't know where you are, I want you to show me mercy. And I want you not only to show me mercy, I want you to show mercy for my whole family. And so one of the things that I want us to look at today is that God promises rewards for those who obey him by faith. And one of those rewards is mercy. Mm -hmm. And a part of that is not only for us, but for our whole family. There comes a place in our life when we make that decision to dare to believe that that decision affects not only us, but it affects our family. When we dare to believe for our families and to intercede and to ask God to move in our family's life, that if they don't know Christ to bring them to that place of salvation, God begins to move and reward that faith. So we can say whatever we want about Rahab, comma, the harlot. She was one smart woman. She was brave enough to hide those spies, and I just can't imagine. Have you guys just ever been really, really afraid, like where your heart is beating faster and you're just thinking, "Uh, I don't know, you know, these things happen to us, right? But in the middle of all that and the physical reaction she had to have, she had that moment of their God is bigger than what I know. Their God is big, and I want to be on that great big God's side. And that's what the dare to believe is all about. Let's be on the great big God's side, the God of the universe, the God who can do anything, the God at whom Scripture says that he measures the heavens with his hand. You all, that's some big hands. (laughs) So she received mercy for herself and her family. And we can receive mercy for ourselves and for our families when we take the dare to believe. So Rahab goes down in history as a really brave woman who took the dare to believe. So I want to ask all of you today and ask all of you who are watching, will you take the dare to believe? And even if we already know Christ, there's always deeper that we can go. There are things that scare all of us, even after we know Christ. And once again, we have to be a great big girl of faith and take that dare to believe and say, I serve the great almighty God. And greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. So no more fear, but faith. Now, Ruth is another woman that we're going to look at today. And the reason that I picked Rahab and the reasons that I picked Ruth, yes, I did feel like that's what God was leading me to do, but also that these are two women who didn't start out with a lot. Do you know what I mean? Rahab was a harlot. That means the people in the town, even though they probably used her services, looked down on her. And when you look at Ruth, I mean, she's a young woman, who lost her husband was left, you know, without anything. She had to start completely all over again. She knew enough about covenant to say to her mother-in-law, your God is my God. I'm going to follow you wherever you go. She had that, but she didn't have a great big bank account. She didn't have assets. What she had was a bunch of liabilities. She was a widow. And she had a mother in law that was bitter. Right. Yeah. Now, is it easy to hang around bitter people, I ask yeah. you? Yeah. You ever been around somebody that yeah. they are just so miserable and just so distraught? You're like, oh my goodness, leave me alone, yeah. please. Yeah. But she says, I'm gonna stay with you, mother in law. I'm gonna travel with you. She finds herself in this foreign land without work. Now, remember, in this time, there is no unemployment line, no government assistance. You can't get yourself some food stamps. You can't get any type of a government check. Like when you're on your own, you are on your own. And she didn't have a great big long resume that she could go show to people. So she tells her mother-in-law, she tells Naomi, you know, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to start working. And her mother-in-law says, okay. She didn't offer a huge amount of encouragement because the mother-in-law, remember, is bitter and distraught. And sometimes we find ourselves in the middle of situations and circumstances where we're surrounded by bitter, distraught people and we don't have so much to work with. But what we can do is take the dare to believe. And that's what she did. She took the dare to believe and she thought, you know, I don't have like any guaranteed income. I don't have any guaranteed job, but I'm going to get out there and I'm going to work. And she didn't work in a place that, like, celebrated her. You know how people talk about that. Go someplace where you're celebrated. Yeah. You all, let's be honest, there are all times in our lives that we just can't go to work someplace that we're celebrated. That's right. That's right. We go to work because there's a paycheck at the end of the week, yeah. and, like, that's about it. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with honorable work. So she gets out there in fields. Now, imagine that. And picking up. The leftovers, the stuff that other people leave behind. Oh, seriously, can you see that as a Facebook post? I'm out here getting leftovers. Best day ever. <laughs> she works hard, and her hard work is noticed. The richest guy in the area, Boaz, sees her. and says, who is her? Who is, who is her? <laughs> who is she? She works so hard. And he says, you know, protect her. He says to her, go over there and do this. And she does it. Her hard work, her diligence. Let me say this to you. Sometimes we're in places in life that it seems that our hard work isn't paying off. It seems that nobody notices diligence. I promise you, if nobody else on this earth sees it, God sees it. And whatever we do in faith, And obedience he rewards we are ultimately working for God we may have an employer and praise God for employers and let's as Christian women and men do our jobs with diligence and with honesty with attention to detail and I promise you even if it doesn't work out in that location or on that job God's got a plan he rewards diligence she faced great adversity, great adversity. And God rewarded her in some amazing ways. If you know the story, and you can read all about it in the book of Ruth, she ends up marrying Boaz, and they end up having a child. And I want you to look with me at what the, how the bitter mother-in-law changes. Because when we dare to believe, life changes. In Ruth 4, 16 and 17, it says, Naomi took the baby. This is the mother-in-law who was so distraught is holding Ruth and Boaz's baby. (laughs) And she cuddled him to her breast and she cared for him as if he were her own. The neighbor women said, Now at last, Naomi has a son again. And they named him Obed. He became the father of Jesse and the grandfather of David. Oh my goodness, like David, the man after God's own heart. Ruth's son was Obed. I don't know what I think about that name, but Obed. (laughs) And Obed had Jesse and a grandfather to David, a man after God's own heart. Ruth got herself a Gentile woman in the lineage of Jesus Christ because God honors faith when we dare to believe. I want to triple-dog dare you, dare to believe in the middle of your circumstances and situations, dare to believe that God is bigger than anything and everything that we could face. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to some other women about how they took the dare to believe.
3: Would you like to be a part of a Bridges Studio audience production? Visit monicaschmeltercom slash calendar to sign up.
2: You can purchase a copy of today's show for $15 call us at 615-754-0039 or send a check to the address on your screen. Be sure to mention the program number.
0: If you are just joining us today on Bridges, we want to triple-dog dare you to take the dare to believe in Jesus Christ. And I'm here right now with... Patricia Douglas and Jennifer McGill. And how are you two? We're great.
1: How are Wonderful. Are you? Good. Doing
0: good. So we've been talking, Patricia, about the dare to believe and how God rewards us when we really dare to believe him sincerely. Uh, what's your dare to believe or a story that you could share with us?
1: A story I would like to share is when my husband and I, we went to Zimbabwe. Mm. And we went to Zimbabwe and we did not know anyone. We started out going with a group of people. They decided not to go. We still had our tickets. And I asked the Lord, what did he want us to do? And he said, you and Mark are still to go. I said, I don't think you heard me.
0: <laughs> I said,
1: Lord, what do you want us to do? He said, you would still go to Zimbabwe, and you're going to go by yourself.
0: I mean, I can't imagine being in Zimbabwe not knowing a single solitary soul. But God said, so you did it.
1: So we did. We mm-hmm. dared to believe 8,000 miles away.
0: <laughs> and God saw you through, didn't he?
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Tell us a little bit about that.
1: We had prayer warriors and intercessors and different people that gave us a word of God before we went. People were praying 24 hours a day while we were there. And everything God said mm-hmm. took place Amen. and manifested. Amen. Those 14 days, Amen. everything.
0: And you know, Patricia, when we take the dare to believe, it's not always easy. No. It doesn't always look. It doesn't always sound easy. But when it's really in response to what God says, when we take that dare to believe on what God says, he does amazing things, even in Zimbabwe. Yes. <laughs> yes, Zimbabwe. Yeah, I cannot imagine the flight, what that would be like feeling all the way there. But just knowing that you're counting on God. Exactly. It's amazing. And yes. Jennifer?
1: Well, have you ever heard the
3: phrase "starving artist"?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I, I do think that money is
3: one of the biggest things that we can worry about and try to over-control, stress about. And I've been in the music business for thirty years, and eighteen of those years I wasn't salaried,
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, working always primarily in music, um, not in food service or you know trying to make ends meet. I had to dare to believe mm-hmm. year after year. Mm-hmm that God was going to provide the right opportunities for me to share my gift, for me to pay the bills, you know, most of that time being a single woman. um, It was a lot to say, all right, Lord, I don't know where the money's coming from this month, but I'm going to keep on keeping on. I'm going to dare to believe that you are going to provide. And he has shown up year after year in so many different ways Mm -hmm. um, to really mold my career and to bless every opportunity that I have to give back.
0: Has there ever been a moment in all of that? And and let me say this to you all. We're always taking the dare to believe every day. You know, we never get there where we don't have to dare to believe. We have to dare to believe every day. It's a choice every single day. Were there ever moments, Jennifer, that you had that you thought, I don't know what to do?
3: <laughs> yes, <laughs> many, many times. You know, I remember moments when I had, Uh, really tried to control my life a little bit more than I need to with God. And I remember crying over bills. I remember uh, one of my first years after college, I had a garage sale and I sold exactly down to the cent what I needed for my phone bill. Praise God. And there were moments like that where I said, all right, Lord, I hear you. You are going to provide, even if it's just enough, even if I've nothing left over, Even if I want to worry, you are going to provide the next step for me. And it was hard. But these days, you know, now I'm married, and my husband is the one who says, (laughs) well, you know, aren't you worried about X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, no, I've had a lot of years of training. (laughs) I'm I'm good.
0: (laughs) That is awesome. Thank you, Jennifer. You know, Patricia, you shared about going 8,000 miles away to Zimbabwe. Did you have any moments that you really felt afraid
1: Uh, Especially with my children, which are all grown, they said, Mom, we know you and Dad in this faith thing, but aren't y'all carrying it too far? (laughs) You know? I said, Well, that's all we've ever known was to trust God. But being on that plane for almost 24 hours, and then not knowing. We knew we were going to meet somebody. We called them, but we didn't know what that was going to be like. So we really didn't know what to expect other than, God, you're going to have to do this because we are by ourselves. Exactly. We were really by ourselves. Yeah.
0: And I can't imagine that. Too. You don't have any connections when you get there to do the ministry that God had called you to do. So that is a huge dare to believe. And one of the things that I wanted for us to be able to share with you and with all of you is to hear from just real people in everyday life, what does that dare to believe look like? What does it feel like? And sometimes it does not feel good. It can feel frightening, and yet God still asks us to take the dare to believe and promises that when we do that, that he will reward our faith. You know, uh, Jennifer and Patricia, I remember when I got saved at 13 years old, I, I had that dared to believe for my family because at that time no one in my family was a Christian. Now they my parents were so wonderful to drive me to church and to drop me off. But you know, I I wanted my family to believe. That was the vision that I had for my life was that all of us in my family that we could serve the Lord together. And there were so many times, Patricia, just like you said, your kids said, you know, aren't you taking that faith thing too far? My parents were like, you know, you're getting kind of weird, you know, reading the Bible all the time. That's kind of weird. But that's what I wanted. It didn't always feel good. But that's how I prayed, and that's what I believed for. And you all, God honored that. It took a lot of years, but God honored that faith, Jennifer, as you look back on your struggles, and and, it, and I'm sure life just never gets easy. I don't think yeah. it does.
3: Yeah, we're never out of the woods. Exactly. Here.
0: <laughs> do you see how God has been faithful and consistent and in what ways?
3: Yes, I mean, I, I do have a lot of paralegal friends, and they, <laughs> they tell me yearly, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. And and, I, and we do speak the common language of Jesus. And I say, you know, you have to let him guide you. I mean, I've I've moved from... Texas to Orlando I've lived in Hawaii for a year all, all for the purpose of of the opportunities I've gotten through music mm-hmm. I went through New York and now I'm here and if I did not listen to how he guided me through times of let go of these items let go of this material stuff know that I will provide along the way I wouldn't have made it to Nashville mm-hmm. I wouldn't have met my husband at this time I wouldn't have had the okay. jobs and the opportunities I have to bless others now in my music career in my speaking career and worship leading I would Not be here today if I had not listened to him even through the financial stress.
0: And those are some of the rewards that we're talking about. You know, we talked about mercy and, and favor and promotion, but those are these are the rewards that God gives us when we dare to believe by faith what he says. In your trip to Zimbabwe, Patricia, what are some of the rewards that you saw of God honoring that faith?
1: One thing was I wanted to go to some of the villages, which I was able to do that, and I still keep in contact with all the people there. And so they're asking, when are you all coming back? But seeing their faces and also realizing to be thankful for where I am, period. Because sometimes we forget to be thankful. We forget to get thankful, (laughs) okay? But, and how we would see children playing, for example, with rocks and playing chess, and they were happy. Mm. Not a video game not virtual anything, but they were excited. Mm -hmm. It was good to see God show himself strong.
0: And to know that God can work anywhere and everywhere and that he does it all at the same time, that he's with the people in Zimbabwe. You mentioned Orlando. He's in Orlando. He's everywhere at the same time, and he loves us, and he's working with us, and he's saying to us, will you take the dare to believe because it takes a lot of guts and a lot of strength to take the dare to believe. It is so much easier to take the path of least resistance. It costs us something to dare to believe and that's why God rewards us with things like mercy and favor and promotion. And so Jennifer, tell us now, because you you have looked back at his faithfulness and how you wouldn't have gotten to this place if you didn't obey. And you were a single woman and now you're a married woman and you said that wouldn't have happened if you didn't move here. What does that reward look like for you?
3: I think the first reward came um I, I'm kind of a newlywed. I've been married just over a year. And
0: thanks,
3: (laughs) you know, and and I'm 40 and I'm proud of that. I'm proud of being a newlywed and and 40 and and a lot of new things are going on in my life. And and it took me um, a long time. God knew this long before I did. It took me a long time to understand that I'm a whole person, not just a whole woman, a whole person in Christ before anything else would make sense in my life. And I had to wait on the Lord. And through that waiting, just in my you know, little apartment, doing my thing in Nashville, just trying to figure out, God, what do you want me to do? All that time of silence and waiting, mm-hmm. he actually did condition me to be ready to accept this next step in my life and to want to help others understand the wholeness yes. as a human being. I mean, those are blessings, just that, that wisdom that he gave me Amen. and that peace mm-hmm. in wherever I am with relationships and to be yeah. able to be an example of when you wait things can work out in a in a very special woven way that we would not have been able to force ourselves that's right big big deal for me i i never would have been able to plan this
0: No, myself. And (laughs) and the waiting was really
3: made all the difference. And so it was a gift of waiting.
0: And Mm. to realize that he is perfecting everything that concerns us in the waiting, that he's delighting in our details, even when we don't know it. And when we can't see it, like when Patricia was on that plane, going to Zimbabwe with her husband, she didn't know. The opportunities that we're gonna have because some of us think, you know what, well, I'm gonna dare to believe like as soon as things get a little bit better. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. as soon as circumstances look better, mm-hmm. maybe as soon as I lose five pounds, maybe as soon as I have a little bit more money. You know the things we come up with when I get married, then it won't be so hard. But the thing is we've got to take the dare to believe right now. So I'm gonna ask you all and ask you all, are you ready to take the dare to believe? Like are you really ready? Like you've thought about it and you're like ready, ready? All right, Lisa, will you lead Uh, us? Are are, are we in consensus? Yeah. Yeah. All right, well here we go. I will dare dare to believe. believe. Amen, because that's what it's all about. It's taking that dare to believe. And you who are watching, if you want to take that dare to believe, to believe for your family, to believe for your life, we want to believe with you. Go to the website, check it out. We will help you there. We got to go. Goodbye, and God bless you. The blood of Christ is the only cure, it gets down to the root of every single thing that ails us. There's not an addiction. There's not a generational curse. There's not any root of sin. There's nothing that the blood of Jesus cannot cleanse.
2: Visit MonicaSchmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your event.
0: Join the Bridges community on Facebook. Visit Facebook and search for Bridges with Monica. We would love to connect with you.